In today's show, we're recapping Sunday's action, catching you up on the news, including a trade and a couple of injury updates, and then previewing some action for Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Interesting day today, early show, of course, Super Bowl Sunday, five games already done and dusted in the NBA in the afternoon, some news going down. So we're going to start this show by just looking at some of the news and then getting into recapping the action across those five games and then a bit of a preview of tomorrow as well. The beginning of the news is the news that Derek Rose has been traded to the Knicks, rumored since yesterday, and now it's official. He'll be moving uh, to the Knicks in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr. and a second round pick. Now, what is the fantasy implications of this trade? I honestly don't know because it's very hard for me to work out exactly how Tom Thibodeau is going to use Derrick Rose. I will say this. It pisses me very much off that the Knicks would make this move. Derrick Rose has not been good this year. Don't let anybody fool you. He was very good last year. He has been atrocious this year. He's had multiple injuries already, games sitting out with knee problems. Ankle issues, like he is, he has not been good. Now, Tom Thibodeau, for all his success in winning under half of his games this year, albeit with a bottom five roster in the NBA, that's impressive, but it does nothing for the future of this team. And this just absolutely stinks of Thibodeau going to his former agent in Leon Rose and saying, get me Derek Rose. Look how good we are. We're pushing for the playoffs. Get me Derek Rose. It is a narrow-sighted, near-sighted, whatever it is. It's short-term focused from the Knicks. And is Rose even better than Alfred Payton or Emmanuel Quickly? I don't even think so at this point. The Pistons have been 10 points per 100 possessions better off when Derek Rose has been sitting on the bench this year. That's not great. Um, now, we can't handle... We, we, oh, Tibbs is going to run him into the ground until he's in a wheelchair. Like, he won't play 30 minutes a night. I feel really confident in saying that. I think that he will still come off the bench. But if he starts, it is... It, Tom Thibodeau stuck in 2011. I'm gonna, this is going to be a long one, I feel like, here. Um, but, you know, his whole thing about why he would start Alfred Payton over Emmanuel quickly, defense. We need defense. We need defense. So if he comes in and starts Derek Rose then he's as full of shit as we expect him to be. Because Derek Rose is a bad defender. He's always been a bad defender. He's a significantly worse defender now. He's a worse defender than Alfred Payton. He's a worse defender than Emmanuel Quickly. He's a worse shooter than Emmanuel Quickly. He's a worse passer than Emmanuel Quickly, probably. He's definitely a worse passer than Alfred Payton, but he's a better scorer than all three of these guys. Can't shoot. So I don't really know where he fits in. Now, he's going to play. So someone is going to miss out. Is it going to be Payton? Is it going to be quickly? Is it going to be Burks? Is it going to be Bullock? 
Austin Rivers is gone. Forget about Austin Rivers. He's out of the rotation, right? That's that's done. Um, who else is missing out here? Maybe they play all of them and they just continue to make Obi Toppin's minutes absolutely vanish, which is what they've been doing with you know, Austin Rivers taking Kevin Knox's playing time. So maybe you know, Rivers is gone and then Rose comes in. But you would have to assume, unless they're just outright benching Alfred Payton, which is a possibility... But then that would mean they start Rose. And I don't think they're going to start Rose. I think it means the end of any hopes of Emmanuel quickly. I'm not certain of it. And I'm not rushing to add Derek Rose in fantasy leagues. Maybe in points leagues, I'd have a flyer on him. In 14-team leagues, sure. Sure, no problem. Add him in all 14-team leagues. No problem with Derek Rose there. I think this makes the value of um, Peyton in 12-team leagues, which had jumped up, that disappears. So I think we can drop him, but I think it's just going to be a mess. It, it just feels like a mess. It feels almost impossible for quickly to get 28 minutes a night now. Or impossible. Because Rose isn't playing 20. And Tom Thibodeau, someone asked him a question. You know, you know, Tibbs, what do you think about the criticism that you don't play young players? And he went, yeah, but Derek Rose was the league's youngest MVP. Dude, it is not 2011 anymore. I know Derek Rose was an MVP there, but that doesn't mean anything. It wasn't his rookie season. You refuse to play rookies at any point. You just won't give them a big role. And this team just needs to develop the one, the bright spark that they've got, which is Emmanuel Quickly. They need to develop him. And development doesn't all just come from game time. But Derek Rose is a busted-ass 32-year-old. Alfred Payton is going nowhere. I don't really understand any of the point of this from New York. Does Derrick Rose actually help them win more games? I'm not convinced that he does. So I think the overall fantasy takeaway here is you can add Rose in 14 teams. And if you want to take a flyer in 12 teams, no worries. I think it's a clear drop for Peyton in 12 team leagues, clear drop. And I think quickly is a drop as well. I just don't think he's getting the 25 a night consistently that he's going to need now. Now, could they go bold and start quickly and have Rose coming in as the sixth man? Sure, that's exactly what I would do. But they won't. On the Detroit side of things, DeLon Wright is a must-roster player now. Deeper leagues, and I talked about this in the waiver wire show earlier today, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get an opportunity to be the backup point guard now. So 16-teamers, take a flyer on Smith. Now, he's been trash for his entire NBA career, pretty much. But he's got an opportunity now. He's going to get minutes over Saban Lee. He's going to play maybe 17 to 20 minutes a night. And there is a chance that if it works out, he could be the starter. It's a long way off and it's a long shot. But there is a chance. He is a flyer type option. I just do not understand the Knicks. And you can tell me, oh, they want to win games. Getting to the playoffs is so important. That is so myopic. It is so myopic. The Knicks haven't been to the playoffs for ages. I know that. And I understand Uh, from being a team, fans of teams who hasn't, um, had success in the past and you're just getting to playoffs and winning games is important. But, Doing it on the back of younger players is significantly more important on the back, off the back of coming in, losing 4-0 in the first round of the playoffs, and then Derek Rose retires next year. Not saying that's what he would do, but he very well could. What's the point in that? Like, is there any benefit? The answer to that is a clear no. We'll find out more about Rose when the Knicks play, but I just think it's a mess, and I think it is really worrisome for Quickly's value. DeAndre Hunter, news on his knee surgery. Um, having meniscus debridement 
and will be a timeline will be announced in two weeks. Do not misconstrue these words. DeAndre Hunter is not back in two weeks. The menisc- meniscus debridement is normally a six-week injury. After two weeks, the Hawks are going to come out and say, DeAndre Hunter is going to be out for probably another four weeks. So we're talking six weeks takes us past the break into the middle of March. If you don't have an injury reserve slot, pretty hard to hold on. What it does mean is that we must roster Kevin Herter. It improves the value of Cam Reddish. It probably improves the value of the Italian cock Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! More to 14 teams than 12s. And then it helps Boyan, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich when he returns, which might be in a week or so. Um, terrible news for Hunter, who was having a massive breakout year. But he, this is six weeks. This is almost minimum six weeks. It's probably minimum four weeks, to be honest. But uh, I think if we're looking at the two-week timetable, two to four weeks is fanciful. We're looking more, six to eight is more realistic. And that's hard to deal with. Larry Nance also out four to six weeks with a finger, fractured finger. He is a drop. Kevin Love will be returning in that time. And... That means Nance's ability or likelihood of holding on to the starting power forward job uh, has been greatly diminished. So that is the news at the moment. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people, and with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisaged in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Alright, so that's that news done. Let's take a look at the games from Sunday. Now, you'll notice if you're watching this on video that the box score there is a little bit different because ESPN, this was a rescheduled game. ESPN hadn't updated in their system, so their box scores don't show any stats for this game. Their fantasy stats haven't registered. What a shocker that ESPN dropped the ball on something. And I know that comes from their data provider, but fix your shit. Like, there is ways of fixing this stuff, and at the time of me recording this, I can't put up my usual box score. Now, this might be hard for you to read. I apologize, but it is only the, the only box score I can get at the moment. Bradley Beal. Actually, let's talk about this. The, the Hornets beat the Wizards 119-97. Scott Brooks needs to be fired immediately, and I don't campaign for people to lose their jobs. I don't like that idea. Brooks has made plenty of money and he is not the right person for this job. This is a team that should have been pushing not only for the playoffs, but you know maybe the sixth or seventh seed. And they are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Bradley Beal scored 31 points. He had zero assists. He was you know really efficient, 63% from the field, 37% usage, a good game, but only 28 minutes in an absolute blowout. Russell Westbrook continues to be, let's be honest, terrible. 12, 11, and 9. He had two blocks. He was 50% from the line. I don't think there's any redeeming Russell Westbrook as an NBA player anymore, unfortunately for him. I know he had a good stretch last season, towards the end of the year, but I just, the decision-making, um, the way he's used, it takes a very, very specific thing to make Westbrook be effective, and he's not good enough to make all those concessions to make happen. 
do not view him as a top 50 fantasy category league player anymore. Points leagues, sure, because he gets assists and rebounds and he almost got a triple-double and how amazing, Russ Westbrook, triple-double, and he snarls and he huffs and he puffs and he's also actually really bad at the moment. And at his age, with his injuries, I'm not convinced it gets better. He also won't play Monday because it's a back-to-back because his quad and his knee are rooted. He just won't do that. Uh, yeah, his career is in real strife at the moment. The Wizards are 5.4 points better off with him on the bench. And so honestly, that's probably low. You know, I, I thought that it'd be higher. He's bad. Ishmith had five assists. He's going to be an interesting stream for Monday with Westbrook out. Uh, four points there for him, while Hal Neto had 10 points with two steals. And let's talk about Scott Brooks. He made the change. He'd been playing big minutes for Alex Len. And Len started. That's awesome. Oh, great. And then played him eight minutes, and he just never came back. Two points, one rebound. It wasn't a great night from him. Let, let's Okay, let's call it as it is. It wasn't, it wasn't good. But there is no consistency in anything Brooks does. There's no consistency in his players, rightfully so, because the coach doesn't allow consistency. I'd still be taking a flyer ad on Len, but my confidence is absolutely shooketh compared to where it was yesterday. Wagner played 17 minutes and had two points. And Robin Lopez, Robin Lopez played 23 minutes and had 14 and five. And that's probably Lopez's best game. Do not add Robin Lopez in 10 or 12 or 14 team leagues. Do not add him. Rui Hachimura. Guys, he's not good. Five points, 23 minutes, six rebounds, 17% shooting. He's a better shooter than this, but he is objectively one of the worst starters in the entire NBA. I know he had to deal with COVID. I know it's been a weird season. I had zero high hopes for him this year. I had zero hopes for him last year. He's not good. Simple as that. Please don't bother holding him in 12-team leagues. What are we doing here? Why is he rostered in so many leagues? I think we've also got to say, say the same for Davis Bertans. Well, not the same, because Davis Bertans is good. But he's also, I think, a drop. 19 minutes, six points. Nothing's working out for him. You can do much better than holding on to the 251st ranked player. I think he's a drop. Denny Avdia. Brooksy, why are we playing him 15 minutes a night? He's better than Rui. Give him more minutes. Four points, two rebounds, two assists. At this point, he's just a 16-team league player. Good to see Troy Brown back in the rotation. Again, another uh, issue as to why Scott Brooks is a terrible coach. Brown didn't do himself any favors by going 0 of 6 from the field, and he has no fantasy impact whatsoever. But this team is just an abject disaster, and while it's not all on the coach, it's on the front office as well. The coach needs to go. As simple as that. For the Hornets, awesome. 31 minutes for LaMelo Ball, 19-7-5. Should never hit the bench again. And I don't think he will. He's the 53rd ranked player this year. He had 37 fantasy points in this game. I think he's going to be a top 30 player from here on out. He's actually awesome. Terry Rozier, I've been hard on Rozier in the past. Hated their contract. But what they did is they moved him to the shooting guard position. And he's actually pretty good there. 26 points, 5 triples, 4 assists, 30 minutes. Great stuff. Must roster player, obviously. Cody Zeller, only 20 minutes for Cody. Had some foul problems, but man, 16 and 7, 2 steals and a block. Must roster player. Gordon Hayward, 25 points. Miles Bridges, 31 minutes despite coming off the bench. That's why that last game for him was so weird to play like 15 minutes. Uh, 11 and 14 with a block. I still think Bridges has the makings of a good fantasy player. I would say he's more of a 14-teamer than a must roster 12-teamer. But this was good. While Paul Washington Jr. returned, not the greatest night. Three points on 14% shooting, but five boards, four assists, a triple one. 
Um, hopefully, we see these 11 Bismack Biombo minutes go away. And uh, Malik Monk played 32 minutes, had 11 and 7. Now, with Graham out, Monk is getting minutes, but do not think that, uh, do not confuse minutes and opportunity for Monk being a 12 team league guy. He is a 16 team league guy at best at this stage. Guys, the Super Bowl, by the time you're listening to this, it may or may not be over, but that doesn't mean that sports betting is over because there is, uh, there's lots of sports going on. The NBA is cracking at the moment. We know that because you're listening to an NBA podcast. College basketball, the NHL, they're in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's with your first deposit. So go to betonline.com, or sorry, betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON and get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is back. The best tasting protein bar ever is even deliciouser. Deliciouser isn't a word, but that's what Built Bar does. It just makes you invent new words to describe how good these things taste. They taste just like a candy bar, but you're actually doing yourself a favor with a healthy treat to help you maintain or lose some extra pounds that you've put on over the winter. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp joins the original 12-man roster, which includes toffee almond and orange. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Built Bars are healthy, and they are great tasting. The new Cherry Barcia Bar has 17 grams of protein with just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let us move now on to the next game. We're looking at the Utah Jazz beating the Indiana Pacers 103-95. The Don Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. 27 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists, 5 of 5 from the line. Horrendous field goals, 36%, but actually really what we want from Mitchell. Playing as the point guard without Mike Conley is going to significantly boost his value. Getting to the line, awesome stuff. Derek Favors, a nice little 7-7 seven and seven 17-minute, one-block cameo. Derek Favors, guys, don't look now. He's the 90th-ranked player over the last two weeks. I'm not suggesting you add him in 12-team leagues. Far from it. But in 14-team leagues, he's not rostered really anywhere, and he should be rostered. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. (laughs) 16-16 for Gobert. 78% from the field. An absolutely piss-poor 2 of 9 from the free throw line. His free throws have been so bad this year. Don't ever listen to the Rudy Gobert, man, 70% in free season. Rudy Gobert, he's worked on his free throws. It's just never happening. Until I see it happen for a full season, it's not happening. He just gets, he's just bad. He just continues to be bad. But everything else is great. Boyan Bogdanovic, yeah, the shooting wasn't there, but I like the volume. 18 points on 14 shots. Five rebounds, three threes. Yeah, solid enough. Jordan Clarkson played 30 minutes with Conley out, 17 and five. While Jingle and Joe, not a great night from Ingles. He did take 10 shots, which is encouraging. He hit three, which is discouraging. He had nine boards and three assists. He has some 12-team value. While Royce O'Neal, after I said, hey, he's got some sneaky 12-team value, he's been bad. Six and six in 34 minutes, but he still can be that back-end 12-team league guy. Remember, there is zero upside with Royce O'Neal. Absolutely none. 
For the Pacers, Sabonis played 34 minutes, had 20 and 9 with two blocks. And any time you get two blocks out of DeMontis Sabonis, just think that you've been kissed on the dick because that is really, really uh, lucky. Horrendous percentages again from Sabonis, true shooting of 46%, and he was a disappointing minus 20, but at least got some counting stats. Miles Turner, 11 and 8 with two blocks. Not great, but not bad. Well, uh, we saw the dart, Goga Badadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. He's in the rotation, which is encouraging. Four and five with a block. Just a deeper league guy at this point. And quick bit of trivia. The bloke that says the dart sound drop is the same bloke that says the is Don is good sound drop. There you go. Australian television commercial trivia. Justin Holiday had three steals and two triples. He is a back-end 12-team league guy. No, screw back-end. He's the 70th-ranked player over the last two weeks. Needs to be rostered. While Brogdon has really dropped off since the beginning of the season. 15-4-7. and seven. He's the 76th-ranked player over the last two weeks. He was getting by on some unsustainably good shooting and very high steal numbers, and that has predictably dropped off. Jeremy Lamb, this bloke, he, man, he's all over the shop. 10 points in 25 minutes. Um, still should be rostered, but what he's doing at the moment is not sustainable, and we're seeing that currently. While TJ McConnell, wasn't a great night from TJ, but guess what he did? He got assists and he got steals. Six assists, one steal. This is what he does. This is why he's a top 100 player over the last two weeks and why he should be a 12-team league player. Let's move on now to the third game of the day. It was the Miami Heat and those New York Knickerbockers. The, the Heat win 109-103. Bam at a bio. Bam, 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 bam. Another great shooting night. Unfortunately, not good from the line, but 24 11 5, 59% from the field, blocked a shot, while Jim Butler had 17 10 and 9. Butler's been great since returning from COVID and putting up good numbers. Unfortunately, he shot 27% from the field, but making up for it by going 11 of 12 from the line. Kendrick Nunn, short term value, absolutely there. 12 team league ad. 16 4 and 3 with 4 threes. Just remember what he is. He's a volume scorer. He's not an assist guy. He's not going to do anything defensively, but he's scoring well. And he started this game uh, over Tyler Hero. Now, Hero played well as well, 16 6 and 4, but with Dragic out, Nunn has value. Olinik climbing back up again. 27 minutes, 15 5 and 2. If you wanted to add him, I'd do it in all 14 teamers. Probably wouldn't be as keen in 12s, but he's climbing back up. Or well, Dunk Robinson. I don't know, man. 36 minutes, 12 points, four threes. That's what he does. He hits threes. He's the 144th ranked player this year. I'm not convinced that he's a must roster player. I could be very easily convinced. And by easily convinced, I mean, you don't actually have to say anything because I'll just tell you right now. I think you're better off streaming his spot. Absolutely in points leagues. Drop him. Don't worry about him in points leagues. He had 21 fantasy points today. In a category league, I think you get more value streaming his spot. Precious Achua losing minutes. Nine points. He had a tone snell here. Nine, a nine trillion. Nine points. No stats. Didn't even attempt a field goal. At least he had a, a turnover. But that's all he did. For the Knicks, um, this is where my concern for Emmanuel quickly lies. Seventeen minutes, five points, three rebounds, three assists. Remember when he was playing really well, twenty-nine minutes a game, and Tom Thibodeau said, "Not on my watch, rookies. You got to learn your place." Cool. Julius Randle, twenty-six, thirteen, and seven. If you're not clear on it, quickly is a drop. Uh, 26 and 13 for Randall. Good numbers from him. Is he going to have the ball out of his hands a little bit more with Rose around? Probably. Reggie Bullock had 21 points with seven triples and four steals. That's great. It's absolutely no reason to get excited. He's just a deeper league guy. Well, Alec Burks played 29 minutes and had 13, five and two. And the problem I have here with Burks is he's going to lose usage. He is going to use, lose ball handling opportunities with Rose around. He can be a 12 team league guy, but I'm not convinced. Shit night for Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. 32 minutes is great, but six points, seven rebounds, one block. 
His permanent production is way down. Alfred Payton, I think, is a drop, as I've mentioned. Well, Rowan Barrett. What is this shit? Three points in 19 minutes, 17% shooting, didn't take a free throw, didn't get an assist, had only two rebounds. I don't know, Tom. Fix your shit, Thibodeau. I, uh, I don't know. Um, Obi Toppin. Why is this bloke even playing? 10 minutes. Uh, maybe that's unfair because he had seven points, but 10 minutes. I think he might be in real trouble for being in the rotation. Um, has not impressed me at all. Uh, feel sorry for anyone who followed the uh, ESPN pre-ranks and drafted him at number 70, which was honestly absolutely laughable at the time. He's the 343rd ranked player so far this season. The Knicks absolutely are going to be a team to watch because I just want to see how they screw up this uh, Derek Rose scenario. Next game, the Boston Celtics lose to the Phoenix Suns. The Celtics starting lineup, uh, I have some questions. They started Kemba Walker and Carson Edwards with Jason Tatum, Grant Williams, and Tristan Thompson. Now, Brad Stevens corrected it by playing his best center the most minutes, 35 minutes for Vanilla Tice. But that starting lineup, it's rough. 12 and 6 for Tice. He's a back-end 12-team league guy. Thompson had 6 and 12. He's a 16-team league guy. Um, Kemba Walker was rough, 14 points with four triples in 33 minutes. Do not view Kemba Walker as a top 50 player. I have had people coming to me with trades thinking that Kemba's like a top 40 guy. Oh, Kemba's going to improve. He'll be up to... He will not be. He, he won't be. I'm sorry. It just won't happen. And he's going to sit too many games. At least he played 33 minutes, but yeah. Carson Edwards, that starting experiment didn't work. Two points in 17 minutes. Now, I admit they don't have many options, but what's it saying about Aaron Neesmith? A lottery pick doesn't even get in the rotation when Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are out. I hated the pick, um, but surely we give him somewhat of an opportunity here. Peyton Pritchard impressed again. 12 points, four triples, five rebounds, 23 minutes. Just start him and Kemba. Like, he's clearly the best option there. Clearly the best option. And he's got some 14-team league value. Tatum had 23, 4, and 7. Very inefficient, but some nice volume overall. And Grant Williams played okay. 10 points in 23 minutes. But they're a mess, obviously, without Brown and Smart. It's really tough to put together um, solid enough rotations. The key to winning, Frank Kaminsky. He made another start. Um, he was a plus 21, which is actually an amazing number. 19 minutes, 9 and 9. Don't add him. But let's see if he continues to start. Cam Johnson had 17 with four threes off the bench. He's just a deeper league guy. While McCall Bridges still continues to be absolutely steel allergic. 19 and 9. Don't undersell him. Like he's still a top 80 player. Top 60 probably. Um, but disappointing. And DeAndre Ayton continues to frustrate the shit out of me. 39 minutes, 16 and 11, 64%. And you look at those numbers because Josh, why is that disappointing you? He had 19% usage. He takes these friggin' face-up, floater, fade-away bullshits, just attack the rim. If I had a body that looked like that, not only would I be taking a lot of topless selfies, but I'd be just bullying the shit out of guys. Just get in there. Don't be afraid of contact. It's baffling. Um, impressive from Devin Booker. 11 assists. That's what we want. Is this a return to top 20 value? Well, it's one game, so I'm not going to get that excited. But that was interesting. 18, 7, and 11. Didn't shoot many free throws, didn't shoot well, but the 11 assists absolutely piques my interest. Well, Chris Paul had two assists. Now, Paul's value was always going to drop off from where it was the last couple of weeks. Um, this is a little bit disappointing, though, for him. No Abdul Nader, no Dario Saric, no Jay Crowder, no campaign in this win. A really, really good win for the uh, for the Phoenix Suns. 
Let's go on to the last game of the day, and it is the Sacramento Kings on the road. Big win over the Clippers. Huge from them. Darren Fox, 36-4-7, 60% shooting. Um, much better in points leagues and category leagues because he continues to just be an absolute spud in terms of shooting free throws, 50% from the line. While Rashawn Holmes did it nicely, 12-10, and, uh, and two blocks, 60% shooting. And that meant that your mate, Hassan Whiteside, the world. played only 15 minutes. He's being added in a lot of 12-team leagues. Resist the urge to sabotage your own teams. Don't add him. What are we doing? 6-2 and two with a block for Whiteside. Marvin Bagley, he had 9-10 and 10 in 21 minutes, and honestly, 21 minutes is all he should play. Bud Heald continues to just be one of the worst shooters in the NBA. I don't know how it's happening, but he is. 22 points on 39% shooting, but at least the volume was there. Well, it was a little bit of a down night from Halliburton, but still had 13-2-6 and six in 27 minutes. He should always play more than that. The Pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He's been really good. Uh, he wasn't. Yeah, four points, 12 boards, one assist, 14% shooting. He's been really impressive this year. He's the 55th ranked player. He's 25th over the last two weeks. This was not it though. Um, and I don't think there's much more to talk about with this uh, Clippers team. Uh, the Kings team. On to the Clippers. They, of course, are without Paul George and Patrick Beverly, and it was disappointing. Lou Williams had a big game, 23-5-5, five and, five, and Williams is playing better. Now, he didn't shoot particularly well, 38%, but 10 of 10 from the line is a, is a good number. Um, he's more of a streamer than anything to me. Batum had five points with three steals and a block, continues to have value in those low-volume stats, while Reggie Jackson, nice bounce back, 14-2-4, but the Clippers have, I don't have a game until Wednesday, and I don't believe they have any low-volume games. So, you know, dropping, yeah, adding Williams or Jackson, means you probably can't even use them this week coming up. So I'm not sure that's the best move. Another good game from Zubats, who I would make the argument is a better player than Serge Barker at this point. 12 and 14, but I'd like to see him get 26 plus minutes consistently before I look at him as a 12-team league ad. While it was a bad night from Kawhi, to shot poorly, true shooting 44%, uh, 43 from the field, 50 from the line, 20 and 10, not a great night. While the Duck Lucanard, just the eight points in 19 minutes for him replacing Paul George again. As I said, the Clippers schedule for the upcoming week isn't great, so there's not much value in adding someone like him. Marcus Morris also chucked in 16 points, but again, the same schedule issues uh, will befall him as they have befallen the others. Let's now have a look at some other things across the league, and let's start by looking at the top ads and drops. Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Williams both up 23.5%. I think they both are 12-team league short-term ads. Alex Len up 20%. Of course, that uh, pistol over our faces with that performance on Sunday. I'd persist. See what happens Monday, and then let's make a decision from there. Alfred Payton up 18%. I reckon people would be uh, pretty quick to reverse that one. And then TJ McConnell up 8%. That makes complete sense. He's been putting up really strong numbers in those two specific categories. Drops. Reggie Jackson down 11%. Totally for that one. Uh, D'Anthony Melton down 10%. I get that. If there's someone out there you want to add, Melton is expendable. Allington down 8%. Absolutely fine. Pat Mills down 6%. No worries there. And Jared Vanderbilt down 6%. Yeah, I can see it. I'm not really sure how they're going to run things there with the Wolves, and we still don't have an understanding of what the power forward position is going to be like. But I I think the Vanderbilt upside is low enough that you can consider him a drop in that scenario. The monstrous line of the night is Julius Randle, the double royal. Twenty-six points, thirteen rebounds, seven assists, fifty-two fantasy points. Got his field goal percentage back on track, shooting fifty-six percent. 
in this one. Um, that's obviously really impressive. And he's been so, so good this year after a very disappointing last year where the Knicks uh, were absolutely calling, or Knicks fans were absolutely calling for him to GTFO all the way off their roster. Now, Randall is the 31st ranked player this year. We've seen a little bit of a dip in his field goals recently, but still putting up big numbers, big minutes, Great assist. Interesting to see whether Rose impacts that at all or impacts his usage. But he has been, honestly, he has been the key um, to be you know, for the fact that the Knicks are, you know, you know making themselves at least uh, some noise in the playoff hunt. Your rookie of the night is, of course, Lamelo Ball, nineteen seven and five for Lamelo. Uh, with three threes, 41% shooting, hit all of his free throws. The Lamello ball in his last five games has gone nine of nine from the line, six of six from the line, three of three from the line, two of three from the line, and two of two from the line. And those of you who can't add up, that means he's missed one free throw in his last five games. He's missed two free throws in his last um, seven games. Remember we worried about the shooting? He's been, he's shooting 82% from the line over the last month. He's been really bloody good. I think a top 30 finish is coming for him. He is like actual star potential here. Actual star potential, and it's looking pretty bloody sexy. He's your rookie of the night. Let's look at the top 10 in category leagues. Randall was one. Don Mitchell was two. Reggie Bullock was three for his seven triples. Rogier was four. Devin Booker was five. Bam Adebayo was six. De'Aaron Fox was seven. Lou Williams was eight. Cody Zeller was nine. And Jim Butler was 10. For points leagues, one was Fox, two was Mitchell, three was Randall, four was Adebayo, five was Booker, seven was Gobert, seven was uh, six was Gobert, seven was Butler, eight was Tatum, nine was Sabonis, and ten was Rusty Westbrook. Let's flick across now and have a bit of a squiz at some DFS stuff for tomorrow. We've got eight games on. There'll be a pregame show tomorrow where I go through and give more of that information. But let's look at the injury statuses across these games, who's in, who's out, what we need to pay attention to at this stage and see exactly what sort of uh, what sort of fantasy value we can get um, for these players um, with this. And we're going to be looking at, at some FanDuel pricing. I'll give you some of my better plays for the day. The first game, the Rockets and the Hornets. Um, no... Uh, no Christian Wood, but John Wall should be returning after he sat out the last game, which was a back-to-back. Um, Devontae Graham, questionable for the Hornets after he missed um, Sunday's game. If he is out, that's going to have a big impact on someone like a Malik Monk. Um, the second game is the Raptors and the Grizzlies. No OG Ananobi, no Brandon Clark, no DeAnthony Melton. So we're going to get that extra value for Tillman and Jeng from the Grizzlies side of things and Bain and Allen and Brooks, unfortunately, for the Brooks part of it. Um, for Toronto, you're going to get starting Norman Powell, which is always a good thing. And I do worry a little bit about Boucher's value in this game going up against Jonas Valanciunas. The Wizards and the Bulls, Larry Markinen is questionable. Otto Porter is questionable. I don't think Porter plays. Um, I'd be surprised if Markinen plays. Um, and I also don't think Russell Westbrook's going to play. So Ish Smith and Hal Neto are going to get that bad increase in value, while Patrick Williams is the big guy who benefits over there in Chicago. For the Wolves and the Mavericks, we don't know whether Wancho is going to play. Carl Anthony Towns is doubtful, while D'Angelo Russell is questionable. Uh, Jarrett Culver remains sidelined. While the next game, the Warriors and the... Actually, the Mavericks are eight, eight and a half point favorites there, while uh, the total is a Richie Benno. 
Two for two, two, two. So we could get a blowout there. The Warriors and the Spurs. The Spurs are one-point favorites, and the total's 233. No Wiseman, no LaMarcus Aldridge. Eric Paschal is questionable, while Lonnie Walker is out. So you're going to get Derek White starting. A boost in minutes for Devin Vassell and Patrick Mills there as well. Don't know why I call him Patrick, but there you go. The Cavs and the Suns. No Larry Nance, no Kevin Love. Uh, Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Abdul Nadir, and Cameron Payne are all questionable. I expect Torian Prince to start for Cleveland. For the Bucks and the Nuggets, Jamal Murray, the headmaster, is questionable. He missed the last game. Gaz Harris and PJ Dozier are out. The Bucks have a clean bill of health. And the last game is the Thunder and the Lakers. Uh, Al Horford will return after resting last game, but we need to know the status of Mike Muscala and Isaiah Roby. Roby missed last game while Muscala was knocked out in halfway through with an uh, elbow to the face. And if you know, one of those guys misses, then it means more minutes for the other one in terms of Muscala and Roby, uh, who they just take on all the primary backup uh, five minutes and probably a lot of the backup four minutes as well. Remember, Gildas Alexander and Dort have returned for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That'll do it for me today. Again, I'll be back uh, later on. No, not today. I won't actually. I'll be back tomorrow with a pregame show, with a buy low show. Uh, Back to a normal schedule tomorrow. Guys, enjoy the Super Bowl. Subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Hit the bell so you never miss an episode. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.